This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast from Monday, November the 7th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Monday, November 7th. One day out from Election Day, Sheriff Joe or Penzone, marijuana yes or marijuana no, raise minimum wage, don't raise minimum wage. We've got so many decisions to make. But what do we do here at the Patriot Radio News Hour? The physical delivery of gold and silver. You can call us at 1-800-951-0592 or check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you look at the products, but you can get the news to disturb the comfortable, where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, and its CEO and owner, his name's Joe Jaquin. He's the man who puts all the research and time in just for you, to keep you informed. It's his way. Joe, how are you on a Monday, man? I'm, I'm all right. I'm pretty good. Yeah? I've already voted. So have I. So I, I don't have any anxiety um, over it. Now, who did Sheriff Joe or Penzone? Oh, Penzone. Okay. I didn't say Calazone. That's, I, I, that's I, an Italian I, I thought, That's treat. what I thought you said. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> right? You and your food references, they just throw me off. Penzone is oh, not a food reference. Okay. But who knows? Maybe I'm on a Penzone. It's no. a big matzo ball out there. All right. You know, it's so funny today. I, and last night, and I was up, and I guess late for me. I don't know if late for me is late for everybody else. And by the way, uh, welcome Colorado. Yeah, we're on the same time zone as Colorado now. So it's 9 o'clock there as well now. Yes. yes. We're the same now. We are the same We'll be now. different later, but we're the same now. We never change. We they don't. choose to change. Arizona always stays the same time. And it's great. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the greatest thing ever. I don't mind spending half the year in the Pacific time zone and the other half the year in the mountain time it zone. It just confuses We're me. We're in the mountain time zone now. I just like it that I don't have to worry about changing the clock. Yeah, we don't ever have to right? do that. You don't have to worry it. about that. Yeah. You don't have to go through it all. You know, the spring forward, the fall back. My wife's here. Hi, honey. She had the uh, well, they, the well, we're sure travel... Did. Basketball's already started. My youngest son's team. The competitive. Competitive. They were out in, in uh, Carlsbad, California this weekend. Doesn't sound like a bad place to be, man. Well, my wife said it was fantastic. The weather was great, but uh, that's a lot of driving. You know, you drive out there Friday, you're back on Sunday, and then uh, they kind of played late in the day yesterday, so they didn't get home till late. And then Wendy's actually... In California, as we speak, a different part of California actually picking up a customer sellout. If you ever have a, a large sellout that you need to conduct, call us. Not, I can't promise you every time, but if we can provide a service, that's, that's pick up service. That's very accommodating. We will. We try to be. That's very accommodating. We try to be. And, uh, but last night, I was up late for me. What was it, 8.30? All right. It's a little later than that. Okay. But not much, but a little bit. Right, right. And I was watching Bloomberg Asia. I know. I'm pathetic. I get it. But that's what I was watching. Sweet Caroline. And I noticed gold fall. Yeah, it took a dip. It took a dip. And I'm like, wow, really? China must have came out with some crazy something. That's what I was thinking in my mind. 
wow, they must have had some great economic number or something, you know, something crazy. And I'm watching. And I can't figure it out because, you know, when they do that stuff, they like to shout it off the rooftop, just like they do here. Anytime you got a good report here, we do the same thing when it's, uh, you know, like Squawk Box and all that. And I mean, I got nothing. And then I saw it. They didn't talk about it. It was just one of those things on the bottom of the screen now. A low key. You know? Is that what it's called? Low key. A low key. Right. Okay, well, it was low key. Okay. And it just says FBI not going to charge Clinton. Talking about Hillary Clinton is not, again. Okay, so, so you know, you and I talked about this this morning. We did. Okay, so we I, did. I went online and did a little more research on that. They should put dot, 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 yet. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. I'm done. telling you. I don't know about you. Listen, how many more times do you have to be proven that? And it's amazing. Anybody else, you're probably going to Leavenworth. Well, think about this. The Don, he can say anything, yet he's still right in the race. She can be anything and lie about but anything. Saying stuff like, is one thing. Actually doing it another. Like, how many times have I said, I'm going to kill you? I've never actually killed you. I don't think you've ever said that once. You're not that type of person. Now, you've said physical harm to me in many okay, different ways. You're yes. right. I don't use, you're right. Usually it's going to, I'm going to punch you in the face that's, or I'm going to that, slap one you in the head. Right. And we said, you know what the result will or be? Or a lot of times I like to say what great mental restraint I am showing by not slapping you in the head. And she actually has done the, it's been proven. And yet nothing happened. Nothing. The FBI pretends to investigate. Nothing happened. It's amazing. It really, truly is. And, and you know, I guess people have said this is worse than Watergate. Apparently it's not. Apparently, you're right. Apparently it's not. He actually had to stop being president because of it. Right. She's going to get well, to you be president what, for doing what, worse you know, than Watergate. We've lowered our standards. We've obviously lowered our standards now. And, and we find this acceptable. And it, and it truly, it, 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 it shouldn't be shocking. I guess I'm not even shocked. But the fact that people are going to vote for the, uh, this criminal is shocking to me. Like I said, you can say a lot of things. People, you know, people talk, but people don't actually do the way they, she did it. But nonetheless, gold's down because of it, and the Dow's up 300 points. We're going to have a great week. Come on back, everybody. We're just starting. Double J in the Love Patriot Radio News Hour. I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in each and every day. Uh, I work hard to try to not waste your time. And I'm going to say something I think may be surprising to some people. But I actually believe that gold will do better with Hillary as president. And I know that's different than what the mainstream media would like to, to tell you. But that's just my, I, I believe that 1,000%. Because everything about the Clintons and the Obamas and the 
the, the liberal left is going to be more about getting a hold of your money, whether through taxes or regulation. And you think about what's happened during the Obama administration and the amount of regulation that has come down. And it's been impressive. There's so much of it. We only scratched the surface. And and it's one of these things like today. The Dow's up 300 points. It's their way of telling, see, if you vote for her, things will be good. Right? They're trying, again, another one of these, uh, you know, George Soros. And I almost, and I don't know it, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's my guess. That's the money behind Soros and Buffett, right? All the all the the big money guys trying to ensure that uh, the person they want to win wins it. And uh, the FBI, you know, it is funny. I guess they were able to get through those emails a lot faster. <laughs> I what, guess six hundred. Right, I guess the FBI director could read a lot faster this time around uh, than he could the last time around, uh, but. And of course, obviously, let's face it, there was there was never going to be a real investigation, and there was never really going to be uh, a Clinton going to, behind bars. But nonetheless, I've said enough on it. You can listen to that on other programs. So let's talk about what's new. Okay? Let's talk about what's happened. So today, or well, tomorrow... Excuse me, you have four states voting to raise the minimum wage, right? So you got Arizona, Colorado, Maine, and Washington all voting for the minimum. And I know here, I think it's winning easy here in Arizona. The minimum wage? Yeah. The the increase in the minimum wage. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, It's rising anyway, but there's so many things on Election Day to... Get established. I'll tell you one thing. Did you know that Bernie was in town this weekend? Feel the burn. Feel the burn. And let me tell you, he is anti-Joe. He's rooting for Penzone. And I just, is it is it the political party affiliation? What is it? How is it these guys decide who, who they're backing up or why? Or is it just in general, you know what, if you're voting Penzone, you're going to be voting for the Democratic side anyway, so let's go that way. Yeah, let them all in. Let them all in. Let, let them all in. I'm on the let it all in team. And the minimum wage here, I know here it's going to go to $12 by 2020. And right now Arizona's like 8 bucks or something like that. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark, right? So they said that these four states have a minimum wage between 7.50 and $8.31. Uh I know Arizona we want to go to $12 by 2020. Washington wants to go all the way to thirteen fifty uh, by twenty twenty, and they're all somewhere in that range. And it marks now. They said that if all of these four pass, which I think they're gonna, I think all four of them, sure, that'll bring thirty three states now that will have a minimum wa- a minimum wage considerably higher than the seven dollars and twenty five cents uh, that's mandated by the government. Now, am I wrong on this? On the on the rate uh, or uh, the minimum wage in Arizona, it's a tiered plan where it'll yes. go to ten dollars an yep. hour, right? So, say it passes tomorrow. Yes. Which I'm going to tell you right now. I, I 
What do I know? But I think it's going to win handily. Handily. Okay, so when does it take effect? January 1st? I mean, when do these business owners get to adjust their budgets, fire people, let people go because their cost of doing business is going to go up? When you give everyone on your team that's making minimum wage a 2 to $3 right. raise, their cost of operations goes and, up. And I don't know the, uh, I don't know the exact date, but every year it goes up every year. I don't know if that happens on January 1st or maybe it's July because 1st. all of a sudden, the Big Mac's going to go up 25 cents. The soda's going to go up 25 cents. Everything that you're used to paying is going to cost more because it's got to be paid for somewhere. Well, and here's the thing. Let's face it. it even at $12, where are you going on $12? Well said. Right? Where are you going? You're Where are you going on $12? You ain't going, you're not going anywhere. You're not going from the outhouse to the penthouse. And of course, you're let's face it, in the it, and it's, <laughs> it's probably 25 hours at $12 an hour. You know, you're, they'll bring you up to like $300 a week, you know, and, and, but you're right. There's the pros and the cons, right? Because now it costs more. Everything's going to, the prices are going to go up. The hours are going to go down. You just think but, about the But labor. at the same time, these per, these people can't get by on as it is. The labor costs on a construction project are going to go up as well. There are minimum wage people on construction farms. They're called the cleanup guys. They're called the laborers. They're called the guy who puts the stuff in the garbage. They don't have, you know, $15 an hour jobs. These guys are making 10 And it, now it's got to be more. But you know why it's got to be more? This is the hard part. You know why it's got to be more? Because that's what the Federal Reserve and the Central Bank intended. Devaluation, they call it inflation. This is what it causes. And the problem is, even at $12, you're still behind. If you go back to 1971 before we went off the gold standard, the minimum wage was, I think it was not even $2. You lived better on $2 an hour than you will at $12 an hour by tw- in 2020. So 50 years later, your pay will have gone from 2 to 12. That's a big increase. And you'll be significantly worse off. You know, Eric t- tells this story all the time. And this is what you could do back then. He moved out. He was still in high school when he moved out. He was working a minimum wage job at a Texaco and was able to pay the rent by himself. He didn't have four roommates. Pay his rent, buy food, do all that stuff. And of course, you know what? He worked as many hours as he could work. Because they all, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Anyway, you want to work 40 hours? You want to work 50? You want to work 60? Come on down. And you could make it. Now at $12 an hour, you still got to live in your parents' basement. Of course, here we don't have basements. Well, let's just put it in the Midwest, you have basements. But where's it all going to come from? How about this? And, you know, I bring up minimum wage here on top of all the school overrides. We talk about uh, what California passed, right, when it comes to their pensions, the one, two, three, four program. Anybody that doesn't have a 401k through their job is going to be automatically enrolled 
and and they're going to give the money to CalPERS. How about this one? Over the past year, the biggest casualty to emerge as a result of the negative interest rate policy, the global negative interest rate. And when we say negative, let's face it, quarter of a percent, zero. I mean, these are rates that no one ever thought possible just 10 years ago. But the unintended consequence of these policies have been the worst on the pension fund. You know, when we talked about CalPERS, I told you, listen, just put your state in there, which have two choices. Okay, Now, part of the rule on a lot of these pension funds, there's only certain things that they can buy. Suffer losses on yields as new fixed income investments barely cover and in some cases don't cover the actual cost or scramble on outright risky investments like junk bonds and high beta stocks. In August, they created a chart in August, and you see this chart. I know you can't see it on the radio. But essentially, it just shows that all of these pension funds are bleeding big money. And now in Texas, they're saying that the city of Dallas, struggling to pinch benefit and pitch benefit cuts to save plans from complete failure, are now saying that they want to increase the property taxes by 130%. Hey, guess what, honey? They're going to raise the minimum wage to $12. Unfortunately, our property taxes are going to go up 130%. So we'll actually, we'll actually end up worse off. They said that for the first two weeks of September... There was 21 Dallas police officers that retired. Not in the year to date, just the first two weeks in September. Multiple sources said that uh, commanders are bracing for many more retirements over the next several weeks as well. Because the word is, is you better retire now. Because if you don't retire now, they're going to cut your benefits. Of course, they, they believe and wrongfully that, you know what, hey, I retired in time, and I'm retired now, and they're never going to cut my benefits. You want to bet? It's unpayable. When are you going to realize? When are people going to wake up? Could you imagine a 130% increase in your property tax? Now, I have my mother and brother live in New York. I have another brother that lives in Illinois. They pay outrageous amounts of money to pro- My mother's property taxes is, is as much as her mortgage. That's incredible. Right? You're talking, I'm not talking two or three thousand dollars. You're talking six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a year. And these are, you know, Middle class home. 
not not even high middle class. And you're paying $10,000 or more in property tax in these states. And, and you think about these two states, you think, wow, they got to have a ton of money. They're two of the worst states in the country. Mismanaged money at the executive level. What do you think about it? Listen, it's overpromised, right? Everything cost way more than they thought. All of these plans, they didn't know. Right? In the 90s, Alan Greenspan was telling you we're going to pay off the national debt. Every second you turned around, they were telling you how Bill Clinton was running budget surpluses. The problem was he never ran one. Didn't run a single surplus. I know you when you pull up the charts, it'll say that he did. But he didn't. Right? That was the fake number. The wink, wink, nod, nod number. Well, if you don't count everything, we ran a surplus. <laughs> you know, I guess you could just tell that to your bank. Well, I really didn't bounce that check. Because you know what? If you don't count this and this and this, then I had enough money in there. Right? This is how they wanted to manage their money, and they can't understand why it's all falling apart. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Mrs. Schlafly was a constitutional attorney, author, speaker, conservative icon, and founder of Eagle Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The next president of the United States most likely will appoint three or four justices to the U.S. Supreme Court. Love it or hate it, judges are currently the ones setting the agenda for America, and by legislating from the bench, they are the chief architects of national life. This is not how the founders intended our constitutional system to work, but it's what we have now and will need to deal with until Congress grows a spine to stop it. Given this judicial reality, the most important decisions for our children's and grandchildren's future are making sure solid, conservative legal minds are put on the high court who believe in limited government and constitutional checks and balances. Donald Trump says he plans to do just that. Trump has said his model Supreme Court justice is the late, great Antonin Scalia. Upon receiving the news that the justice had passed away, Trump said, quote, Justice Scalia was a remarkable person and a brilliant Supreme Court justice, one of the best of all time. His career was defined by his reverence for the Constitution and his legacy of protecting Americans' most cherished freedoms. The founders designed the Supreme Court to be something very different from what it is today. Carrie Severino of Judicial Crisis Network explains, Over the years, the activist judges have taken on a lot of things that the court was never supposed to be doing. They're supposed to simply look at the law and see if it comports to the Constitution. It is vitally important that a conservative viewpoint oversees the appointment of our next round of federal judges and Supreme Court justices. We need a president who will appoint conservatives to the court who understand that their limited role is simply to make sure that the Constitution is being faithfully executed and not to re-engineer society as the progressive left sees fit. Working with such rock-solid conservative advisors as Senator Jeff Sessions of Alabama and the Federalist Society, Donald Trump could finally, through judicial appointments, restore the Supreme Court and the federal courts to their proper roles. 
In 2016, conservatives must work to curb judicial tyranny. You know the issues in the 2016 presidential election campaign, illegal immigration, terrorism, globalism, a strong military, religious freedom, and who will be appointed to the Supreme Court. But you're only hearing spin and sound bites from the national media. Want a better understanding of what's at stake? Go to EagleForum.org for a complete collection of commentaries that makes the issues crystal clear. That's EagleForum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Buying or selling, give us the call, 800-951-0592, talking about what is coming down the pipe, and it's there's just it's just starting to pile up. You know, you think about, you know, Hillary already they said, listen, I'm raising taxes, right? That's a given. And then you start thinking about if she's raising taxes, and then the state you're living in is raising taxes, then the city that you're living in is raising taxes, and then the county that you're living in is raising taxes, and there's so many ways. Right, and the more broke a city becomes, the more creative the taxes. Right, they'll tax your water, they'll tax your sewer, they'll tax your property, they'll tax anything they can think of. Your payroll checks, they will tax it all. Vehicle tax, stay at a hotel tax. I mean, you think about everything that we're taxed, and then imagine the the perfect storm where the taxes are now going up 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 20, 100, 120, 130% or more, and it still won't be enough. Uh, this is out of the, uh, where was this, the New York Times? Yeah, the New York Times and Business Week. It's not just Detroit. It's not just Puerto Rico. You know, they don't even talk about Puerto Rico anymore with financial problems. The pressure is rising on local governments all around the country, struggling with big pension obligations and other debts. Right? We don't really talk a lot about the other stuff. Five states, this is today, and over the next four years, this number is going to triple and then double again four more years later. I'm talking about, think about, you know, 2025. And instead of me saying five states, it's 35 states. They need to put aside more than 25% of all of their tax revenue just to pay the pension. They haven't paid anything yet. They're just paying people that are retired. They haven't actually paid the people that are working. I just find it so brazen how they just look you in the eye and say, yeah, we're raising your taxes. We're just going to raise your... They're, they're not even sugarcoating it anymore. They say for major cities, debt costs are above 40% of revenue. And they say that is an unman- uh, unmanageable burden. When you get to that point, it's over. 
and these are the big cities. Right? We're not talking about, uh, I don't even know a little city, uh, none coming to mind. You know, we're not talking about Payson. We're not talking about Jamesville, New York, right, where I grew up. Right, some little suburb of, of Syracuse that no one's ever really heard of. We're not talking about that. We're talking about large population centers. They say U.S. state pensions are now at least a trillion dollars underfunded. And the funding hole is only getting worse. It's getting harder and harder to sweep these problems under the rug. After taking into account health care, <laughs> which is a way, uh, I don't know if you saw the latest. Now, Aetna, I don't know if you saw this, is saying, hey, by the way, I know we jacked up the premiums through the roof on everybody, but we're looking at the math. It doesn't look like that's still going to be enough. Uh, yeah, we're probably just going to leave next year altogether. Just imagine what the premiums are going to be in 2018. And we haven't even gotten to 2017 yet. It says that states like Hawaii, who I don't know if I've ever talked about, Kentucky, of course, here's a big one, Massachusetts, get ready to add them onto the, uh, yeah, you're going to pay out the nose list. Cities like Houston, San Jose, California. Right, San Jose, California. Isn't that where all the techies live? Yeah, well, right. I mean, that's that part like, of the Silicon Valley, yeah. Part of the Silicon Valley, they're broke. Are all above the thresholds. <laughs> For many years, politicians had hoped to make up funding gaps by getting strong returns from investments in stocks and bonds and hedge funds. Listen, if your plan, and this is the problem, because this is a lot of people's plan. Well, I, I hope I'm going to be able to figure it out. I hope that Joe's wrong. I hope that eventually uh, I'll be able to start saving for retirement. That doesn't work. You cannot, you're not, you listen, it's not going to end well for all you hopers out there just not you have to do you have to do it you have to take action you know and it's funny because i sit there and we talk you know we talk trillion dollars like it's nothing well that doesn't sound that bad right the the federal government's got 20 trillion and then you start to realize what that really means because it's a trillion today Ten years from now, it's going to be trillions. And then what? You know, do you know anybody on a pension? Have you talked to these people? Because they'll all tell you the same thing. No, my pension's only gone down. Right? All of these Dallas police officers that are retiring, thinking that that's going to save, it's not going to save you. I mean, it may give you a, a little more money at least these first few years, but trust me, there's just not enough. And they don't own a printing press. Right? The state of California, the state of Arizona, Colorado, you can't print up your own money. 
And then you think about what it is, who owns all this debt? Have you ever asked yourself who owns it all? Do you even know what you have? This is what's amazing. When you talk to people and you talk finance with them, they have no idea what they own. Well, I'm in a 401k at work. Well, what's in it? I don't know. Right? Well, I've got a a guy. I got a guy, my financial advisor. And he just buys stuff. I I don't know. Some mutual fund. I don't know. Some index fund. Some uh, this, that, and the other fund. Do you know what's in it? No. I got exposure to gold and silver, though. Really? What do you own? Well, I don't know. Some mining stocks or right some leveraged DTF. Who knows? You actually don't own anything. You own some debt. But that's where we come in. We actually give you a non-debt instrument to hedge yourself in this debt-laden world. Imagine that. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, and you can give us a call at one 800 951 Joe, I wanted to ask you, did you see one of the darlings on the stock market uh, that, I mean, you and I were a fan of their product. It's called Fitbit. Right. Did you see they plummeted 30% on Friday in their stock value? People got tired of walking. I, I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, or they're like, well, wait, I can just count myself. I, I actually think that they got tired of losing it. <laughs> <laughs> tired of it breaking. Breaking. I, I'm not sure there, but uh, I thought that was interesting. If that was part of your portfolio, you took up, you know, kind of a punch there. You know, they're talking about all of this debt. And I love how they they write these articles. So they said, hey, you know, just so you know, and it must have been they were talking to a a guy that sells uh, municipal bonds, because a lot of you have that. And let let me tell you right now, this was another thing that they told you that you buy as you get older. Right? You buy bonds and safe ones. You buy municipal bonds because they pay a little better return than if you bought the treasury note. Have you ever asked yourself why it is they pay a better return? You think it's a, the kindness of their, of their hearts? Right? The city of Chicago, you know what, we'll pay you more interest because we're, you know, because we like you. Do you think that's why? Have you ever asked yourself that? I've never thought it because they're so Generous. They just, you know, because we want you to do well, right? They pay a higher rate of return because it's a what they already know. It's a bad deal. And I want to read you when they talk about this for muni bond investors, and this is what a lot of people have in their portfolios. For muni bond investors, the chief worry is default. But despite the dramatic headlines, investors who hold state-issued bonds, okay, now there's a difference, right? Now you, these are the state ones. If you hold it until they mature, hopefully you'll have little to fear. You could expect to be repaid according to one of the guys that sells this stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, not a chance on your life. 
We're going to find out. We've already learned from Detroit, cities can file bankruptcy. We're going to find out when the states do it as well. Don't you worry. But nonetheless, let's just go on on that assumption. See, but here's the problem. Is when the problem starts happening, and you get your little statements from your little financial advisor, and it keeps going down. And you decide, you know what, this is too risky. I'm going to sell it early. This is when you're going to have problems. And this is why it's so difficult when you have everything you own in some form of a debt instrument. Right? And you may be forced to sell because, hey, you know what? They froze me out of my money market. Or they're imposing a penalty on that. I'm going to sell my bonds instead. And now you take huge losses on these. But here's what I did like. That with what they had to say. You're a bondholder. For a muni bond investor, okay, we know that you're worried about default, and then you worry about what? I had to sell early. And when do you sell early? You sell early at the top? Right? I mean, you don't you want sell, to sell when it's low. You, you sell early at the top? You never do, right? At least I don't. I, I always tell people when they've never, especially if they've never ordered before, I always tell them, you know, God's got a sense of humor. If you buy today, gold's going down tomorrow. Right? And if you don't buy today, I promise you it's going up tomorrow, right? That's the way it always works. Always has for me. You know, I've done it. Have you opened up a little E-Trade account sometime in your life? I know lots of people have, just like me. Right? I've done it. You've done it. How'd you do? You're tinkering. Yeah. Put it this way. I don't have it anymore. (laughs) Right? Why? Because I was no good at it. Right? I was no good at it. Everything I bought, the second I bought it, it went down, and then what did I do? Uh, close the account, sell it, get your sell money it, back, right. and you pay extra fees. So what I'm saying is, is most of you will sell when what? It gets a little scary. Things start falling, and then you're going to pay an even bigger price. But for those of you that are going to stick it out, Those who buy the bonds and hold the bonds of the struggling cities, overburdened with debt, you, however, you have cause for concern. However, states that have sovereign ability to do just about anything that they want. So for all of you that don't own your state bonds, this is for you. This is a la California last week. States have sovereign ability to do just about anything they want. They have a wide array of options to pursue. According to Alan Shankel, municipal bond strategist at Janney Capital Markets, depending on the level of oversight, Cities and counties have much less flexibility, and many of them are dependent on state aid. 
we're going to find out what happened and what are these powers that the state can institute so they can avoid default and what does it mean for your wallet Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up So they're laying out what happened in the bond market. When the cities can't pay and the states can't pay, what's going to happen? When a city files bankruptcies, a judge sometimes allows payments to be curtailed to the bondholders. Right? We saw that in Detroit and Stockton. Severe budget problems at the state level can also have a trickle-down effect, leading to less support for schools and hospitals, right? That's what you get all these overrides for. Support the kids and and the hospitals and all this stuff, and really what you're supporting is uh, their pension system. For new public service workers in most states, pension payments, well, I guess in some states, I'm sorry, in some states, pension payments are guaranteed by law. Of course, we're going to find out how good that law is. The bad news is if things get really bad, you're going to find your benefits getting whacked. (laughs) Detroit workers had their pensions cut when the city filed for bankruptcy. Uh, and, And more likely situation is you'll be a victim of pension reform which will involve increase to your annual contribution rate, fewer cost of living bumps, uh, other cutbacks and other benefits, such as health care benefits and the like. And they said, and oh, by the way, for the taxpayer, here's what's going to happen to you. Sales tax increases, along with income tax increases, along with property tax increases. You kind of get the idea. Politicians, they've got a very hard job to do. And the biggest problem of all is it doesn't seem to matter. They can't raise taxes fast enough. So when you're sitting here and you're thinking about, you know, Donald or Hillary tomorrow, believe me when I tell you, this is why I think it'll do better with Hillary. Right? I do. Why? Because she's just going to go for the what? Hey, let's just keep doing what we're doing, right? Keeping the status quo. Keep keep the status quo. I know we're going broke, but by the time the people realize it'll be too late anyway. Who knows what the next four years will bring? I mean, uh, I don't. You're right. I guess here's what we'll bring: a deficit of closing in on thirty trillion. Thirty trillion, no matter who it is. You think she's saying to herself to Obama? How many trillion? I can top I can that. <laughs> I can top that. Get I can top I that. I can do that. I can do that. I'm going for the record. But this is why we're here. This is why you put things away. Uh, if you're looking to, to get in before the election, listen, gold's down 23 bucks at $1,281. Great time to buy silver. Not that It's down, but not as much. Silver's down about 25 cents. $18.12. Uh, so if you're looking to place orders today, 800 951 By the way, the Dow, <laughs> it's up 338 points 
on any economic news? None. There wasn't any today. On just the fact that a criminal doesn't get prosecuted and her name was Hillary Clinton, everybody celebrates. What does that tell you? 800-951-0592. Homer and I will be back for one more show before everyone starts voting. And we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Everyone take care. Have a great day.